0: The Word of God is meant for practical living on the earth. It is the proceeding word from the mouth of God that defines us, informs our activities, and shapes our behavior. Do you treat the Word of God as a manual or as a meaning? Welcome to Kingdom Conversations where we break the word down to actionable points. Where we expound on what the word is saying to us. Every one of us is able to hear our Father, God, clearly at whatever level we're at, and draw out truths that can shift our reality and transform our day-to-day lives. This is the Cyrus Community.
1: Now, when it comes to real relationship with God, do you know Him and interact with Him as God? Or as father? Now, that's a strange question. Because most of us will look and say, listen, he is my God. He is my father. I don't know what you
2: mean. Because sometimes we say, my father, my God.
1: (laughs) My (laughs) father, my God. Let me put it in other words. When is he God to you? And when is he father to you? Now, answering these questions may probably be the most important issue in our lives today. And of course, it could potentially be the spark needed to ignite the power of, of the amount of word that we may have had and yet not fully activated. Yes. Because understanding the impact of knowing him as God or Father, mm-hmm. it will cause an explosion in your heart. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. this will change your life. Now, mm-hmm. there are many times you always say, uh, uh, this message will change your life. Yeah, when you hear yeah. this, will change your life. But listen, <laughs> it's not the message. It is the understanding, the revelation of who God is. And when he's Father to you, mm-hmm. when he's God to you. This is mm-hmm. our series, and this is what you're going to talk about. Now, mm-hmm. the reason we need to answer these questions is because when we have clarity of them, then reality of the word will finally sink. When we talk of the preceding word, when we talk of the instruction, this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Whenever we speak of the word or maybe the instruction, it's not about the scripture in the Bible. That's what we need to understand. But it is the power released from divine source. So we are looking for the power in the scriptures, mm. meaning I pull out the word of God, and in that word is power. Mm. But this power is released by divine source, and we need to uh, uh, a clear definition of who the source is. Mm. For me to get that power, I need a clear definition of of who the source is. Now we will begin by looking at who is God revealed to be in Scripture because when you go to Genesis, we always say the seed book, where we find the definition and our correct interpretation should be found in Genesis, Mm -hmm. the book, the seed book. Yes,
2: and and I think it's important that you take note, she said, we are looking at who God is revealed to be in Scripture. Mm That's a very specific statement. It was not a frivolous statement. Mm-hmm. Because we are not saying who God is. Hmm. This is who he is revealed to be. Who is revealed to be is
1: revealed This to is be. man's
2: dimension.
1: This yes. is the dimension, the experience of God. What we can God. see.
2: This is what they saw. Yeah, because it's a dangerous term to say who, who God is. is. Hello, we, we are men. We, <laughs> we cannot have define, no capacity we can't define him. to define that. So yes. we can define who he has revealed himself hmm. to yes. us to be. Now, why is that important? Because, and I want you to hold on to this term, I don't know, all of those terms where you write on your wall, you tweet it, you live with it, we can only operate by the level of God revealed to us.
0: Okay. Because
2: we cannot fathom His fullness. So in other words, your functionality, the limits of your functionality when you say you know God, are directly proportional to the level of revelation you have of who He is. Okay. Okay. Let's stop here. And I think today we
1: are going to stop. Because some of those statements where you say, let me understand this. God revealed, he reveals himself to us. Yes, so That's why does. he sends his word. He does. Every time his word comes, yes. God is trying to reveal himself to you. Yes. Now, when we always repeat, there's a statement you'll hear say nowadays. I mean like the last few episodes you've had and you'll hear in every other conversation how much of God's what do you allow to explode in your heart? That's it. Because when we say God is revealing myself to himself to himself to me. me. Yes. The amount of that revelation I allow to explode is what we are saying the dimension of the, the, the way the way you will operate, the way you will
2: walk will be determined by that revelation. That is why we are saying <laughs> that the limit listen carefully, your functionality with the word of God has never been limited to the power of the word of God. Mm-hmm. It has been limited to the proportion of revelation you have of whose word it is. Mm, who, their source. is he, who spoke to me? Mm. Who told me? Who gave me this mandate? Mm. Who gave me the authority? Why am I doing this? In other words, the greater revelation you have of him, the more powerful you are. You know, Daniel says, they that know, they, they are, are God. God. Why doesn't he say them that know God? Mm, they are God you know god what's your dimension
1: of understanding there's
2: my dimension how how i know my god and how you know your god is different even though you're talking about the same god
1: well if you read about the patriarchs you can tell you can understand that (laughs) statement because when you see the operations of david with god god says listen this is a man after my own heart guys We have to reach that place where so God looks down and says, "I'm not ashamed to be called Your God. You go. I'm not ashamed to be called Your God. Why? Because of the revelation that you have of Him. Yes. Now, before we go on, yeah. there's something that you have brought in this in this particular conversation. Yes, the word revelation. Yes. Now, most of us only say, "Wow, that was a deep reve. Yes. That was a deep revelation. That was a deep word. Listen, the deep that we need in the word is a revelation of Him. Yes. Please explain. That's it. You see. Yeah?
2: <laughs> A revelation mm-hmm. has to be understood, I think, on a number of levels. What we call revelation. Yes. What scripture calls revelation is having deep insight mm. that changes you and changes what you do.
1: Mm. Powerful.
2: That's the meaning of the word revelation. Changes. It, when I see, mm-hmm. listen, um, Isaiah says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So he had a what? A revelation. Aha. Mm then he says i am a man of unclean lips what happened sight when you see Mm -hmm. him it changes you Mm -hmm. because you see yourself the way you should and you make an adjustment and therefore you act so a revelation is the final release of the above of god when that thing becomes when you say now i have a revelation The next action should be I go to do.
1: Every time you say you have a revelation, so sometimes when you say deep, good. Actually, sometimes you even hear people saying good word. No, God doesn't want us to have a good word. (laughs) God is saying, listen, that word. If it's not causing any change in your life, it's not a good word yet. Actually, the reason you should be saying a good word is after we have had, we have done, and it has changed us. Then you come and say, hey guys, that was good word. That was that was
2: deep because it changed. And so next time it's deep. Dive. <laughs> yes. Dive. Yeah. Don't let it just be deep.
1: Well, let's
2: go back to Genesis. We <laughs> yeah. say that we want to look at God and say,
1: How does other uh, scriptures reveal Him? Uh-huh. What is the experience men we had with Him yes. and they captured yes. and gave us in the form of scriptures? Uh-huh. That's what we're looking at. Okay. Now, what we are going to see, even though it's written in the Bible, God is more than what you see in the Bible. <laughs> God is Yes. He, God is more Yes, We cannot capture and say, by the way, this is who we uh-huh. are He is, alright? Yes. So we are looking at the Bible, but we are still insisting He is more than what you are going exactly. to say. Yeah. So
2: when you actually see when God first comes on the scene You know we like the law of first mention Yes. So now today let's look at the law of first mention for God mm,
1: Powerful man
2: Alright? Yes. So when scripture first introduces us to God In Genesis 1-1 It does not give us A definition of God mm. Or a list of attributes. Genesis 1 1 is not God is this, God is that. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. In fact, the first time it, God is introduced to us, Genesis 1 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and, and the, the earth. Act. That's our first interaction with God. And this is an act. So the Bible first mm. introduced us to an act of God, not a description. Of God,
1: and I think also when we say that it is an act, not a description, yes. God knew I'm not here to describe myself to you, I'm not trying to introduce myself to you so that you say, By the way, yesterday I was with God. He told me that He is listening, He's telling yes. you, My acts
2: are the first revelation mm. that That's you, what you need. need to understand powerful. Who I am. Yeah, so this act at the very outset tells us as much about the reality of God and. This is the big thing that mm. God is separate from what He created. Okay. I think that's a first concept that Scripture reveals to us in Genesis 1 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and, and the earth. earth. So the first picture is that God is not part of creation. And that is a problem for
1: people who have thought God is in heaven <laughs> and that is his throne. He never leaves that place. That is where we are all aiming to go. And the Bible is telling you, listen, God is standing here yes. and I'm using the language of men so that we understand. The Bible says and God created the heavens and the earth. He was not part of the heavens and the exactly. earth. He created them. Yes. And that's why we said they revealed the mentions of God because the question begs where was he before heavens and the earth yes he pre-existed
2: that's why you don't even go to think about that let's work with what he has revealed so so if you want to interact with God your first point of interaction is that the foundational truth you must grasp Mm. and this will be the key to any other interaction we have is that by extension God is who he is and we are who we are and what does that mean It means it introduces two realities. Okay. The first reality is that everything must be understood within the context of a distinction between the creator Mm. and And his creation. creation. This is something you must never lose. Mm. Mm. Everything, if you want to describe anything in the earth, you must either put it under the creator or creation. Mm. And we must never mistake our position yes. of be
1: the creation and now we take up the position of the creator and try to explain things. Thank God you. God is telling you, don't take my you place. You are the creation. Don't be God. <laughs> you are man and remain man. Yes. That's where your power is. When yes. God created you as man, he said, listen, be man and rule over creation. Yes. Don't try to be God. The problem is exactly. when we as men take up the position of God and try to also try to explain God. He said, don't explain me. Yes. Explain yourself yes. and explain your environment. That's
2: where your power lies. You see, we are called to operate within the parameters that God created. Yes. Not to sit and try and work out where God fits in the parameters. Okay, wait.
1: <laughs> okay, wait. We are supposed to, we have parameters. Yes. This is where we are supposed to operate. Yes. But a fallen man wants to come out of these parameters and starts to go and ask God, now you God, come and it. Explain yourself, yourself, where, yourself where in this you whole thing. Where you fit in this yeah. top? Yeah. God is saying, listen, if you can know your place. And that's yes. why we keep repeating, when you look at the mountains, when you look at the beauty of creation, yes. man still looks and amuses, gets amused and marvels yes. and, and, you know, you wonder when you look at all these things, because they are still in their rightful exactly.
2: place. Exactly. So if I was to use a silly example, yes. it's like fish in a pond. Okay. Okay? So I create a pond and I put fish in the pond. Yes. And then the fish begins to have a conversation. Yes. That before we swim here, yes. we need an audience mm. with the one who put the water here mm-hmm. and put us here and find out even if he has the right to ask us how we swim. And to t- uh, How <coughs> do we live like this? Why is the word
1: telling me to do this? Listen, fish, can you swim? If you can stay in your place,
2: you you will function function to your
1: maximum. The problem is man. Oh, I love that. He's going outside of his parameters, and now he wants wants an
2: explanation. He wants to sit outside the water and have a conversation with the one who created the water. Try it.
1: Guys, we must know our father, and that is so (laughs) powerful that we must understand he is the creator. Yes. We
2: are the creation. Two realities. So creation. It's more powerful than you think. It is the act by which the Bible introduces Mm. God. Mm. It is the first time the Bible is showing us who God is. is. So if you want to know who God is, stop all the stories you have. Start at creation. Mm. It is an act of God alone. That is why. By which, for his own glory, he brings into existence everything in the universe. Mm -hmm. Things that had no existence prior to his creative word. Including man. Nothing had existence. Mm. The universe, time, space, energy, you name anything you can name, did not exist before God gave it existence by his word. Mm. And there's something we always say. That man, after the
1: fall, became a very negative genius. Mm. Is there such a word? Yes. Because this man, instead of saying stop, You're telling me God by himself thought me, Mm -hmm. thought of my existence, Mm -hmm. thought of what I should be doing in the earth. Mm -hmm. And then he says, let us create man. Listen, man did us to be created. You did not come and say, Lord, we want to be created and we want us to be in this place called the earth and we want to manifest. Listen, you didn't even know such things. Mm -hmm. So you're telling us here, God in his own divine
2: existence. In his own mind.
1: He came and said, let us create man. It was his thought. Now, can you imagine this man who God thought, who did not know how to exist? When we come into the scene, we decide we want to live by ourselves.
2: You don't even know why. You don't know
1: what he created. You want to
2: live by that yourself. That living you want to be, hmm. which is really silly, yes. will require operating in what God created. So, you know, if God had a sense of humor like me, I'm so limited, I would simply remove creation and leave you in space. <laughs> <Tell> you,
1: <laughs> I'll just, go just
2: remove air. I'll just tell you, everything. God breathed I remove
1: earth. Mouth and the man became a living soul if he removes his breath and tells you exist
2: remove earth remove time remove space what and then
1: i leave you now this man says i want to use your creation i want to use this environment that you have created i want to use this body that i cannot fathom but i want to use it i want your breath that you breathed into me yes leave me with everything you did but allow me to be myself you know what Remember, we've been talking about God is not fair, he's just. God <laughs> says, listen, there are men in the earth who don't want to walk by themselves, but it is my desire for men to operate under my environment that I created them to be so that they can thrive. But half so, the time, we want to live by ourselves. Yeah. So when we use
2: the term God's mercy. Hmm. Don't think God's oh, mercy is oh, forgiveness. Oh. God's mercy is allowing you <laughs> that stupidity. Yes. Of assuming you own something.
1: Hmm. I can't do this by myself. And by the way, I have, I have a plan for the next five years. And God is looking and saying, dear man, <laughs> if only you knew I created you and I had a plan for you. And now you're Better there than what thinking, you can imagine. Because you can eat and sleep and wear and drink, you are fine. God is telling you. Could I have created you? Just for that. Just for that. Is that life? Jesus says it nicely, mm. is life not more? There you go. Father, we thank you because with this message, yeah. we are going to know the more of life.
2: Exactly. We want to know so, that. So, in the concept of creation, there are three themes that we need to embed that are going to be important as we interact with God. Okay. Okay. Remember, we are going through a series of him as God and him as Father. Father. Yes. Right now, we are only dealing with him as God. God. Yes. Okay? And him as God, primarily... The first concept that we get in scripture is creator. So before you start running about worship, blah, 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 let's talk about creator because who are you Mm, worshipping? Why would you worship him? All right? So God's lordship, notice the term I'm using, lordship Lordship. is on display in his control. One word, over all things. Mm, mm. Authority over all the universe and presence in every part of creation. There are these three terms wow. I want us to fully understand. If you want to remember everything we taught today mm. about creation and who God is, yes, you have to see this is the expression of creation. Control. Control. Authority. Authority. Presence. Hmm. Hmm. If you understand that God is in control, Yo. God has Authority. And his presence is in everything he created. He has control over everything. He has authority over everything. And he has presence over everything. We'll look at what those things mean later. But I want you to hold cool. on to those realities. Now, before we go
1: on, on, uh, on those three things. Yes. Let's think of this. As you're sitting there watching, just take some times and ask yourself, God is God. And he knew, I'm creating man. So he introduced himself with an act. God created the heavens and the earth, and then he breaks down for you. When you look at the galaxies and everything, God gave you his acts for you to look at. Because in your limited position as man, when you look at the mountain and say, listen, the God who created this, when I look at the skies, when I look at everything around me, I should tell, it should give me confidence in the God who created. So sometimes we are really trying to find out, oh God. I want to worship God and tell him many things. Don't tell him. Just observe. Sit and look at the fish in the water. Just go to National Geographic and watch and tell yourself, my friend, who created the world under? Who created the world above? Who created man? Sometimes, you remember what we do. Just say, when you go to YouTube, you can watch videos and documentaries of just anything. Just watch documentaries of men, human beings, where you watch people and say, listen, Look at how people are diverse. Those things should give you confidence in the Creator. Now, problem is when you don't have an understanding of creation and you don't think creation is important to boost your confidence in who you are supposed to be. And you look at your situation and say, "Imagine I've not eaten."
2: Exactly. You bring God to the. This is not yes. the, the lowest level. You, you don't see, know which level and, that and, is. And this is where doubt, fear, and everything comes from. Not understanding that when we say God is the Creator, yes, many of us. Religion has made us think. Mm. After he created, he retired to heaven. Okay. So he lost control. Oh. <laughs> he has no authority and he's not present. Mm. In fact, mm. that is the primary journey in your heart of doubt when you're moving forward. That is where you query the word. Because mm. the big question is if this is going on, is God in control? Mm. Does God have authority? here. Hmm. He's God present. In fact, most believers are sure the devil is in control. Yes, that one we know. Are sure he has authority and he is present. Actually, we see him everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, the, it's only the
1: church that can be sitting here and just say, you know what, we rebuke, and you're like, okay, wait. Yes. You believe in the presence of exactly. the enemy. And now you say, listen, we are pulling down every work of the enemy. You believe in the authority you believe of the there. devil. And then you're like, listen, I now call forth everything that belongs to me. Why? Because you think the devil has control. Hmm. Guys, three things that will release us from the control of the enemy or the the perception of a weak God. Just know that he is in
2: control. Absolutely. He has authority and he's present. That's it. Everything. That's our message, isn't it? That's the reality. (laughs) The reality is the Creator, created, controls his creation. Mm Mm. has authority over his creation and is present in his creation. Can I ask a question
1: here? If I receive an instruction or a proceeding word or mm. God tells me "All this
2: is the prophetic word God has given us in the house. Yes. How do those three things apply? Let me explain. Mm-hmm. Simple scripture. I am the God who watches mm. over my word mm. to perform it. Those do you see three, three dimensions? The three
1: dimensions are there. Right there. Guys, control authority, yes. presence, because if I receive a word, and those three things yes. are, you remember the way we say that, allow that to explode in you, yes. that God has control, authority and presence. Yes. When I have an instruction, I will do it with confidence, exactly. because I know it is not me. He is present
2: that's it. in this whole thing. So every time we say a word is released, mm. we are saying control, oh. authority, yes. presence. Guys,
1: that's If that God, thing
2: hits you, yes you will live on a dimension you've mm. never lived on before. Mm. So as we said, there are two distinct realities and they are not to be mixed or confused with each other. Mm. And our, all our knowledge of God and creation must be qualified by that, those two distinctions. One, there is a divine being. Notice that term I'm using. Okay. Being. Okay. So God is a being, mm. but he's divine. He's outside of our scope. Mm. That divine being controls has authority over yes. and is present in his created beings. Hmm. All right? So, so so the two is divine, divine being, and being and created divine being. Okay? That automatically differentiates their attributes of a divine being and the attributes of a created being. Hmm. The hmm. power of a divine being wow. and the power of a created being. The actions of a divine being and the, the actions. actions. The rights obligations in other words Every time, hmm. and we will soon, you'll see the power of who God is when we look at Father. Then, who are we as sons of God? Hmm. Then the picture will come complete. When God says, "In my image and likeness," where do we have the attributes? They are not His. Hmm. We have like. Hmm. What are the powers? They are not what He has. They are what we have. What are our actions? So, the most important understanding in these two distinctions is what determines our reality. Hmm. Because if you don't understand that, you will think God will do what you should do or you'll try and do what God does.
1: I, I, I really want you to go back. Yes. And again, I believe most of you would want this here. Yeah? Yes. Go back to this issue of divine. Yes. Created. Yes. And the, now the distinction. Yes. So, like, I mean, you just went through it. Yes. You have your rights. Yes. He has, you have your the, uh, yes. obligations. Yes. He has. Please go through that. Let okay? me go
2: slowly. Okay. Listen, there's... Two realities in creation. Mm -hmm. So the first reality is divine being. Why is that an important reality? Because divine being was not created. Mm. Divine being pre-existed creation. Creation. So whenever we are making reference to God, Mm. we are not making reference to a being who is limited within the Mm -hmm. context and the structure of creation. But we who are created beings Mm. have a certain functionality. Now man is going to be unique in all these dimensions because there's the heavens and the earth and then there is man. But man as a created being has certain dimensions that are attributes from the divine being, being Okay, but there is a dimension in which that capacity operates. Okay. okay, So that means in our attributes, in our behavior in the power that we have, in our actions, in our rights and in our obligations but God has his own Parameters which he has set of himself mm-hmm. in how he interacts with us and he reveals it to us. Mm. So we cannot go and draw outside of, that. of what he has revealed. Mm. Okay. Neither are we going to be limited by our ignorance of what he has revealed. Mm. I'm hoping that Loud gets you somewhere. Yes. And it's these are the kind of things you stop, you come back, you listen again, and you let it embed and ask, how does this fit with me? Yes. All right. So if that is true, then the term creation applies both to two dynamics. To God's original act of bringing being out of nothing. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. So when we say creation, yeah. we have to be careful of the use of that term. Because God himself operates in two dynamics of creation. Okay, And we must understand both. The first one is in Genesis 1.1 where he brings things out of Nothing. nothing In the beginning God created the heavens and, and the heard. earth So they came out of nothing In other words Our language has no word for it mm. So it's called nothing, nothing.
1: And that is where we try to say That when you say it came out of nothing God. yes you cannot come and say he took something and something and formed there was, heaven there were no and things. no he brought it out of yes. himself that's the only way to can understand yes. Otherwise, if you' sit here and start saying okay wait when you're still in the heavens did he use material from listen he's yes. telling you this is taken out of nothing into something yes that is God so that, that, and that's yeah, what dimension. Yeah, so that's
2: one I mentioned it's a sovereign act yes cannot be repeated yes. cannot be done by man hmm. okay yeah the second act of God is also an interesting one it's called Bringing structure to what has already become. Explain. God told the earth to bring forth Hmm. plantations. God told the water to bring forth creatures. So, God creates the heaven
1: and the earth out out of of nothing. nothing. But this thing that he has brought out of nothing, now he commands something. Something out of it to be formed out of that thing. So, when the earth, when we say God created the earth, inside of the earth, yes. God says, Listen, I'm now calling something else. Bring the plants, exactly. bring the animals, exactly. bring the birds, bring the. F- I mean, you're like, Listen, exactly.
2: only God can do that. So, only God can do the dynamics of creation. Hmm. Hmm. We are incapable of calling things out of nothing, neither are we capable of causing something to be formed out of what has been formed that was never formed before. Hmm. But we are allowed third level creation, okay. where we can now take that which has been created and create. Mm. So God has said to the earth, yes. bring forth plants. Yes, We cannot
1: do that. I cannot yes. and just call forth something that has not been, exactly. all right? But I can take the plants yes. that God has already called forth, yes. and out of the plants I can exactly. create something. And that is what God expects of us. Remember what you said, you've been given power, you've been given. Yes. You have. Thing, you need to do have actions in the earth. Exactly. He's expecting you to take what he's already created. Yes. So man should not sit here and start now thinking that how do I come up with something that has never been seen, not even by God?
2: No. No, <laughs> no that's a <laughs> shocking <laughs> God. How that works for us now mm-hmm. is that God has given us a parallel in his image. There's a level. Of secondary creation that we embrace both ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our nothingness is imagination. Okay. So it is only nothing to you, mm, not to God. Not to God. So when I'm saying, it when man says, to men, I
1: want you to come up with something that has been have never been seen. Yes. We should be finishing by saying
2: have never been seen by men, men not by God. No man has seen. Yes, man. Man. No, ear has had mm. neither does it another under understanding of man what god has prepared so it is visible in his realm mm. but not, not invisible so our nothing is something
1: so our nothing in the earth yes. is something in the spiritual you, realm but and no our creation
2: is, is the forming bringing this into here and using the other secondary creation yes. to now create
1: so when you talk about, you for example, cure for cancer. Yes. Men, let's say, men have not seen. Yes. Or cure for this. Men have not seen. Yes. What are you doing? You see it in your mind. Thank meaning you. it exists in the spiritual realm. Exactly. But the material is here. That's and it. And God tells you what you've seen there. Now take yes. this and this and this and mix. Exactly. There's nothing supernatural like, or, or spooky. Yes. That you're going to say, by the way, I have a special ingredient in this in these chemicals yes. that you don't know and I will not tell you. There you it go. It is from somewhere else. No.
2: Everything material is here. Exactly. Yet. And okay. that is why we see a kind of wrong use of that reality in Genesis 11. Okay. Where the Bible says, and the people said, let us build for ourselves a tower, a tower to heaven. Who created heaven? God. So it wasn't a nothing.
1: The material they're using to create?
2: Yeah. The tower what they're looking to go to already exists, exists yes. in the invisible. To them, it doesn't exist. But... But in their mind, they have tapped into something that they've already heard about. Mm. Something that God has already revealed. There's a place called? Heaven. Heaven. yes. And then they said, let us take what? Brick? Whatever is your material. And let us put it together, and let us build. And God says, now, what they have imagined to do. God is showing you, Mm. they are using exactly what I want you to use, but for the wrong reason. Mm. I want you to see. Yes. That's why you have when
1: God talks about the power Use of man, imagination. When he says I created him after my own image, your power of imagination. When you see that yes. the material exists. Exactly. Hmm. So how do we see? The
2: word causes us to see.
1: Hmm. And that's what you are calling
2: third level creation. Third level creation. All right? God gives you a word. Okay. The word creates an image. Hmm. You see. <laughs> you see, you get the materials, you build. Guys, if we knew that's what the word was about for a long time, would have thought the word came to tell us to pray. No, No. (laughs) prayer brought the word,
1: okay. And when the word talks about
2: to me about my business,
1: yes, now you see what you are saying. That don't just sit and say, I'm looking around to see what other people are doing, and that's what I want to do. God is telling you, okay, listen, if you can exercise your power of third level creation, thank you, where you can bring out a Level, because God is not limited. God is not just saying, "Listen, when you start uh, with computers, this is the way to go." Yes. Everybody's doing the same thing. You're being told, huh. "Go in there and be that one unique person who does something different, and yes. another one does something different." You're bringing dimensions of your third level creation, exactly. which brings so, uh, solutions to men. Yes, yeah. Third level
2: creation mm-hmm. is top level creation in the earth. In
1: the earth. Powerful.
2: That's the whole reality. <laughs> so the people who know God, when yes, you say that, that they are, done, know they say God it, shall be strong and, and do, do exploits. Mm-hmm. I wisdom uh, search out witty inventions. Mm. So people who know
1: their God, when you say they'll do. Exploits. Yes. Exploits is where you do things where men Amazing say, things that You've just lives. given us solution for what we needed. But you know why? Because you've just ex- exercised yes. your power exactly. of that level creation. Yes.
2: That's that's I, good. Yeah. That's good. And, and it's important. And you find in Genesis chapter one, the term for the word God is a plural term. Which, of course, connotes the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. All right? So th- that's what you see in the whole of Genesis 1. That is what we call calling out of nothing dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, when it comes to dealing with secondary creation, when it's time now to structure, in Genesis 2 verse 4, a new dimension of who God is is now revealed to us. Okay. And this is an important understanding that this is normally how God interacts with us normally. Okay. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 says, "Yes, this is the account of the heavens and the earth earth." when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When the Lord God made Made. the earth and the heavens. Now suddenly there's a recurring theme. A new term has been introduced called the Lord God. Hmm. This term It's a very specific term. And for some interesting reason, it is introduced just before Adam is introduced. Okay. In fact, by the time God is interacting with man, he is the Lord God. Now, let me explain. The first term, God, that is used in Genesis 1, in Hebrew is the term Yeshua. Okay. Okay. And then the second term is now the Lord your God. The Lord your God. This is Yahweh. No, the first term is Elohim. mm -hmm. Elohim is plural. This term now that is introduced in Genesis 2-4 is Yahweh. So Yahweh is the term that the English Bible translates as Lord. Mm, And that's what
1: most of us have experienced. Yes,
2: the Lord. The the word we've met. Mm -hmm. That's why we all say, my Lord, my God. I mean, yeah. And this is the term Moses uses. You shall know the Lord your God. And this is the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. The Lord your God is a reference of interaction between God and God and man so it is important for us to understand the concept of lordship why does this name appear after creation okay why does it appear after man is in the earth? Remember we started by saying
1: that God really wants to introduce himself to you, His yes. different dimensions, so that you can also be operating powerfully in the earth. So that yes. when you say, I have power, I know the source of the power. Yes. Now, just understanding that concept of lordship, I think is what... That, that that's the dimension you're saying, yes. Adam
2: met. Yeah. So, this is important. Yes. Post-creation. Yes. Pre-creation. We are not in the story. Okay, yes. Once creation is completed, we are in the story. Therefore, our primary interaction with God is going to be out of the concept. Mm. Even though we are operating in the created order of Yahweh, we interact with the the created order of Elohim. I'm using just those terms to get our mind. God. We interact now in reality with Yahweh. Mm. The Lord the Lord. Lord your God. Now, remember the three terms we spoke about earlier, that combine those three terms. Those three terms are the ones that combine to form the term Lord, control, in reference to God. authority, yes. presence. So God's lordship includes his control over all things. Mm. So when you say the Lord, my God, you're saying the one who has control over all things Who has authority over all the universe Mm. and who is present in every part of creation. And before you go on, maybe this is a good place
1: to say. Now you know why we use some words where you say this is a Greek word, this is a Hebrew word. Some people are like, okay, why do you have to use those words? Mm -hmm. Because in their original uh, definition, they capture Yes. English is so limited they capture what you're trying to say because if you're told, right now you're simply saying when you say Yahweh, we're not telling you to walk around you're saying God, oh Yahweh I praise you listen, no, we're simply telling you, capture the concept, the concept that this is uh, God Lord who has control, he yes. has authority, he has presence, you don't have yes. to say Yahweh Yes. you don't have to walk with the word, you need to walk with the definition, with the, reality. the reality of that, so that in your, in your being, you're saying listen God has control, God has Authority, God has presence. Listen, you're simply saying "be easy, Yahweh," yes. but you're not saying "oh, Father Yahweh." Don't keep repeating that. So you can
2: say the term, say the definition. You can say the term without the understanding yes. of the definition. Yes. Yes. Because the term "God" is an English term has no description. Mm. It just means Today, everything we are saying.
1: God is telling you. Don't know me as Elohim. And you title. keep repeating. That yes. is a title. That is just a definition of God. Yes. That's just a way to explain God. God is saying, no, don't know the Elohim. Know the creator. The meaning. The creator. When you come and say, listen, when I look at the things around me, they tell me, my creator, he is powerful. He's, that's Elohim.
2: Listen, but you're not saying Elohim. I think it's important to say this here. Yeah? The best language that you know, To describe what we have said Mm. is still right. Okay. Even if it is in your tribe, you're (laughs) right. You're right. It is not more powerful if you say it in Hebrew. Mm. It's not more powerful if you say it in Greek. So don't be Yeah. with Elohim.
1: Oh, Yahweh, I'm dealing with now. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm dealing with the Creator. Guys, if you can understand that God started by showing you his acts stop giving him titles. So the title, the word Elohim, we are using that for you to understand he's the creator who is yes. in
2: control of has authority yes. and he has presence. That's the truth. That's what because remember Daniel again they yes. hold them who know they're they God. Are God. I have my description of yes. these same terms and I could put it in my own words and mean the same hmm. thing.
1: And and experience the reality of it
2: because but. that is what I am actually saying. All right. So Hebrew is not God's language. No. Hebrew describes God in a way that helps us mm. understand him now we have more words in english we can expand yes. that help us and if you are french you'd be able to do the same mm-hmm. if you are spanish you do the same yes. it doesn't matter if you speak cree from planet cron mm. it would still be the same <laughs> it doesn't make a difference the reality is this is that if you have that mm. understanding and working definition your description is correct and your interaction is correct i think for me I would love to sit here and say, you know what? I have a prophetic
1: word. God has given us a word in the yes. house. But in that word, I know one thing. My God is in control. Yes. Therefore, this cannot fail. You go. My God has authority. When he speaks his word, it must come to pass. And there he watches go. over his word so that it does not fall to the ground. It will manifest. Yes. My God has presence. And in this word that he has given me, as I walk out of here, as I try to do what I need to do, my God is with me. When I
2: understand that, I don't need to call him Yahweh. away.
1: Now you realize, I don't need to
2: call him Yahweh. Now you realize with that reality, yeah. suddenly you realize that we have to stop boxing him into buildings, yes. into mountains, yes. prayer mountains, mm. Mm. into forests, yes. whatever your choice is. Mm. But if you go to the mountain to meet your God, mm. Mm. good for you. Yes. If you go to wherever to meet him, good for you. But I would rather you realize you didn't need to go. That mm. he actually is here. Yes. So you can go with him for to a meeting mountain. on the mountain. Mm-hmm. You can that go changes with. How, yeah,
1: that changes how we say. I'm taking time off to go and pray. Yeah. I'm not going to meet him. No, I'm going with him. I know for a he's meeting. present. He's present. I'm not going there to look for his authority. Yes, his authority is present. I'm not going to look for his control. His control is present. So when I go to the mountain to pray, it's my choice. The same way I can go to a five-star hotel. You can go it's to the my beach. choice. I can go to the beach. It's my choice. So we are not saying the mountain people is are, in, are backward uh, than the uh, beach yeah, or the there's no, no, There's
2: no place where God's presence is more than the other.
1: There are some people who can pray in their bedroom yes. and miss the concept. Yes.
2: So we are not talking about location. Yes. We are saying go about going with him. Now, yes. th- that changes you. You know how that changes you? Mm-hmm. You realize that going is not a going to him. The going becomes a separating from others. Mm. We yes. separate from people. We don't go to God.
1: Mm. So when I go to the mountain, I want to be in a place. It's a closet mentality. Yes, it in is closet people I'm moving away from. I'm going away from the noise. Let me yes. say that. The noise of what I'm hearing, of what I'm seeing, and I'm going to a place where the voice is loud and clear. That's all I'm doing. But the voice is not located or... or um, uh, domiciled in a mountain, place?
2: no, on the forest or something, no. no. And you know no. where the great power comes? Yes. When you learn that because you're his son, you can be in his presence anywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so when you're going away to take a break, you're going to go and take a break not because you can't hear him where you are, mm-hmm. but because you just want to have an easy season. Well,
1: I think that has helped anyone who always feels like uh, I must go somewhere to hear God. It's not bad, but I think you have gotten a better clarity of when you go the next time, you tell yourself, you know what, his control, his authority, and his presence is not magnified by my going to a place. Mm -hmm. No, it is there wherever I am. So
2: let's make this clear. Even in the Old Testament, God wasn't in the mountain. Mm. I'll say that again. Even in the Old Testament, God wasn't on the mountain. Even in the Old Testament God wasn't in all the things that you think in the temple and whatever no God knew man's limitation after the fall yes so he allowed certain positions to start helping man get back to him okay but ultimately and we will look at some scriptures in this series in the Old Testament that clearly defined that God is over his entire creation mm. so it was man's limitation not God's lack of presence.
1: Yes. We are talking about God's lordship and we are saying that after creation yes. the uh, heaven and the earth is created. Yes. God has called forth everything and now He's creating man. Yes. After creating man another dimension of God. Remember the yes. Bible is about introducing us to him yes. bringing us
2: back to understanding to who dynamics. our father
1: is yes. and he says that listen there is a new word here that has been introduced. Yes.
2: Lord your God. So his lordship Includes, please get this in your heart. Okay. His control over all things, Okay. So I'm being specific. Mm-hmm. This time I'm going to break it into parts to help us understand. All right. When I say over all things, then you talk of material, atoms, whatever. I'm being very specific now. Yes, yes. He has control over atoms. Mm-hmm. Anything that is moving, everything, vibrations, energy, all things. Okay? okay. His authority over all the universe, which means all galaxies, stars, mm. time, anything. And... With his authority, meaning if he speaks, he can move them, he can shift them, they obey him. Yes. And his presence is in every part of all those things we've said. Mm. Mm. That's when you understand that his work of creation was bigger than making something and dumping it there Mm. and stepping aside. Yes. No. It establishes ownership. So the term lordship is a term ownership. The term ownership means control, authority, presence. He'll repeat those things until they are there. Oh, employed. yes. <laughs> so, if that is true that He has control, ownership, and presence of all things in the earth, then now you know when you say the Lord. Now, you know why that is powerful? When you pray, now who are you praying to? <laughs> you see now how your prayer shifts. You pray to the one who has control, authority, and presence. So, when you talk about God's work of creation, we are
1: simply saying it establishes God's ownership. Ownership of all things hmm. in heaven and in earth. Mm-hmm. Now, do you notice, so far, we had limited God. Yes. We had limited understanding of who he is. Now, when we talked about needy or wealthy God, that's why we said, listen, that's a definition, Lord definition of man. Now, our minds have to change. We have to know that God we are talking hmm. about. We cannot box him. Absolutely. I love what you're saying. Yes. Like if you can get the understanding of control, authority, and presence over all creation. I'm
2: telling you, your life shifts. And and, and I think what what we're going to do is that on the screen, you're going to see a number of scriptures. Take your time, come back, pause. Go through them, because those scriptures talk of what we just said. Yes. About his lordship, Hmm. his authority, his ownership of everything. And we've made sure you find those scriptures right from the Old to the New Testament, Mm. to show you how this is a reality across. Because all things are his, there is no limitation to his controlling power. It also establishes his authority and his right to tell creatures what to do. Now, let me explain those concepts again and break them down with a a little more expanded. Because all things are his, the issue of control means he has controlling power, which means control, listen, control in God's dimension is not control in our dimension. yes. Controlling our dimension is how long you put pressure on something to move, Mm. isn't it? Mm. Controlling God's dimension is a never-stopping functionality. The Bible says he upholds all things by the word of his power, meaning his control is everlasting. As long as creation exists, it means the sun cannot change direction. Can't wake up and say, now we are going... East. Or today I'm not going to yes. arise. More. The earth cannot say, no, I'm tired of spinning in one direction.
1: Mm, let me check. And let's, let's
2: change the revolution now. <laughs> that's what control means. I
1: think that's why we need cartoons. Sometimes you need to do something and yes. see what happens, and the other yeah. side... Yeah. Or stops. Rebelling. I'm tired. Yes.
2: Or stops. Mm. Or why, why must I lean on one side? Let mm. me stand straight. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It means he has control. And science can give you every story at once. Science can only try and analyze because the fish in the pond is trying to understand the ocean.
1: Mm. And God is telling you, listen, listen, I'm holding everything.
2: Yes. By the word of my power. My word sustains it. My word is still alive. It is still in control. When you see things, when you wake up and see the sun there, yeah, and you know, moving in motion, that is control. When you see the moon, yes. when you see day and night, exactly. You know he's still in and control. And that control is also proof that it has established his authority. What he said has never changed. Mm. What he told the moon to do, it still does. Everything, and that is creation. So he has the right to tell all his creatures what to do. Mm-hmm. So if you understand that, you'll see that the, the, the very method of his creation is his what? And
1: we should not forget that word Why does he give us his word Because remember we came from a place where we said There is what God does There is what we do yes. There is the power of God But there yes. is the power is dele- delegated to many. Man. So this power here He tells you when you speak And say this to who? here, Like Jesus said if you speak to this mountain yep. That's a power you've been given If you say this here it will happen Problem is when we are supposed to speak But we are calling him to come and speak That's confusion number one. Where you say, I've been speaking, I've been saying, things are not changing. You're like, no, don't
2: go into that. Don't tell God to come and do something here. That is a common mistake. We always think that, God, you must do something about this. God, you must say something about this. Mm. First, you must understand there are certain things God already said that are in motion that he doesn't need to say again. Right? His word is forever settled. Okay? But there are certain things we need to come to an understanding on that we need to say what needs to be said to bring ourselves into position. But sometimes we need to come to an understanding and instead of asking God to step into a situation, sometimes we need to move out of that situation. Hmm. Hmm. It is us who needs to be reorganized. This is the problem. You think I have entered this crisis and God needs to come and fix it see the thinking we have? Yes. That God is this being who is busy. He's got this checklist yeah. waiting for all sorts of things for us to tell him to do. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that everything is running like clockwork in God's agenda? Yeah. It is us who have been misled by the enemy and the world and entered a place where we are not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeking his insight normally in our prayer, we want to give him our insight. And that's where we get stuck, we say my prayers are not being answered. Answered. Yeah, you're right there, your prayers. Mm. Now, your prayer, the word prayer is also the word inquiry. So how has your inquiry not been answered when you've not asked a question? Mm. So sometimes we need to ask first. If we ask, then he speaks or he will reveal a word. A word. Or he will send a word. A word. So let, go, let's go back. To understanding the divine
1: being mm-hmm. the created being mm-hmm. and the distinction yes where we said there is what god is doing mm-hmm. there is what man is doing yes now your actions if you call god that is where we end up saying you know what i have been giving praying Fasting so that God can come and change this. And God is saying there's authority that I've given you. And maybe just to wind up this conversation, yes. you need to go back and talk to us about the third level creation.
2: Yes, you because, see, yeah. Yeah, third level creation is where, remember God has authority. He's spoken and put everything in place like the way we said. But us, our functionality, and maybe the, 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 an easier way to solve this is this. We generally are running around in the world, doing what we are doing wanting to create wanting to do wanting to operate wanting minus the connection with the first and second level mm-hmm. in other words we we are in the created world that god created by his word yes we are living in that space but we want to come up with our own way of how to manipulate mm. or change this world to our benefit yes yet god created the world for our benefit mm-hmm. now here's the confusion okay I am running around trying to create for my benefit. Instead of asking, it is already designed for my benefit. Mm. But how? Here is how. Yes. God makes life easier. We complicate it. He sends a word. Mm. We don't want the word sent. Mm. Mm. We don't want the proceeding word. Mm. We want to come with our situation and heaven should create a special word. For this, situation. for this situation. Heaven knows, even if you got a word for this, you will be back. Hmm. You see, in Genesis
1: 11, we talk about them coming and saying, yes. let us make our name great. Yes. They want to make their name great. They want to build this uh, tower that goes to heaven. Yes. They want to fortify their position so that they're not moved. They don't want to be scattered. But immediately after that, in chapter 12, we see God coming and telling Abraham, I, God, Mm. want to make your name great. I want to bless you. I want to take you to a city. I want to do this. Everything they were trying to do. God is offering. Now, when Mm. Abraham is told, all you need to do Get out of your father's house, get out of this, get out of this. And Abraham obeys. God is telling you, if you can follow his word, this tower you are trying to build,
2: there are greater things. This is the, the lowest the lowest level <laughs> you will ever become. They did not become great. Mm. They were scattered. They
1: were scattered. You see,
2: listen, would you rather be scattered or you rather go? Mm. Because every time you build a tower, you'll be scattered. Yes. But every time you're sent, you will go. And, you said, and yet the intent is the same. Yes, I want to. You know, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm building
1: my tower, I want to make my name great. Yes. I want to become this being who understands heaven. so that And we always say this, that they wanted to build a tower that goes into heaven so that they can go in and invade heaven, get principles of heaven, and live by themselves. Yes. Now, we want to create our own heaven on earth. God is saying, listen, I'll give you that. I'll mm-hmm. make your name great. The nations of the earth will be blessed because of you. There you go. Look at what you're trying to do for yourself, God has already offered. But because our eyes are on the wrong source, Yep. Then we are trying. We now that's what we talk about. You are really toiling. So the same thing now. Bring it down to your family, to yourself, to your business. Yes. God is telling you, I will make you great. Stop trying to work out how things will
2: move out for mm. you.
1: I created you.
2: So it's, it's so funny that you're bringing up th- those two contrasts because they're usually the most powerful contrasts you can think of. Mm-hmm. That in one place they limited themselves and made mud and bricks. Mm. Abraham told Let's go and we will build a city. Mm. In other words, sometimes you're using the soil of the wrong environment. Mm. God still wants you to build. Yes, but, but not wrong... where you're mm. supposed to build. Yeah. So that's how second education comes, and it always comes by. And the word of the Lord came, came. to Abraham and said, "I." So the primary takeoff point for third level creation yes. is a proceeding word. You know why? We keep talking about the
1: instruction, we talk about the proceeding word, we tell you you cannot live without a registry. Where you keep looking back and saying, listen, what did God speak to me? Where did God? What did God say? What has he directed me to do? Because when I have a registry here, I'll be opening it and looking and saying, listen, I'm still on course. I'm taking a pen and paper to capture what God, what God has already said. Yes. So when I look at my registry, it tells me, my friend, you're still on course. Do not worry with what is happening around you. Just know one he has control he has
0: authority and his presence is with you thank you for watching this episode of the kingdom conversations the big question remains what have you heard and what are you going to do about it keep tracking with us like and follow us on our social media handles the cyrus community on facebook twitter and youtube you can send in your questions through facebook or use the email on your screen And as Micah 4-4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.